Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. I'm joined once again by my beautiful fiance, Smokin' Nicole. And tonight, we want to welcome on our guest uh, returning um, for the second time, Mr. Oliver Nouveau of United Cigars. Oliver, welcome back to the show. How are you? Fantastic. Great to be back. It's, uh, and, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on here with us. You guys, you guys treat me right. We so, try. Uh, I'm happy, happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, we try. We try. And I think it's but been almost a year. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say. What, what were you going to say? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's been close to a year. But you guys, yeah, I mean, you treat me, uh, treat me right. It's always nice just to come, uh, come hang out and have a cigar and share some stories. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and we have a lot we can definitely get into tonight too. I mean, you guys have had a pretty busy year, um, very successful, but also busy year. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff that came out from United, a lot of um, a lot of stuff that got reworked or redone. Um, that I think a lot of people would say was even better than before. Um, so there's there's so many things you got you kind of stepped into the NFT market a little bit. So we'll get into that, which <laughs> is definitely yeah. dabbled. I like the word dabble. Um, <laughs> which I have to say. Um, so when it comes to the, if you haven't heard, uh, United had come out with a um, an NFT, a non fungible token. For those wondering what that means, um, with uh, an Atabe Black Retos, if I remember correctly, and um, you were limiting that to, uh, I think it was like, was it like ten of them, or those? Like, I know there was only like a small amount of them, right? It was a small, yeah, a small amount. So we did twenty-five singles, and then we did ten boxes. Oh, okay. So for those, I know there's a lot of people who still kind of don't get the NFT thing. Just for those people, do you think you can give like a, a brief description of what exactly it means? <laughs> I, I think it's it's something I still don't understand. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was it, look, I heard it was it all all happened over maybe the you know the course of a couple of weeks. Um, it, it was NFTs just started popping up on the on the on the on the news. Um, started hearing more about it. Started started researching it. Uh, came in one day. And, and then it turned into a conversation with Nelson and, uh, Nelson said he had been, you know, it was funny that we said it because he was just, he just had an argument with his son about NFTs and he was saying, no, it's crazy. But his son also named Nelson was saying that, no, it's something we have to do. NFTs are, uh, you know, taking over and it's just a big, you know, big in the art world and Nelson being an artist, uh, you know, from, from the beginning just couldn't grasp his head around it. He said, wait, wait, but it's, it's, it's a piece of art but it's not tangible. I mean, you can't, it's not a physical piece that you'll have. It's a digital art piece. So he just couldn't wrap his head around it. But when then, when we called him one morning and he was surprised that he had just had that discussion with his son that morning uh, as well, because there's a six hour time difference. He's in Spain. So he had just had the, that conversation with his son. He said, yeah, maybe this is something that we have to have to do and have to entertain. So, he started putting it together. He had this concept that uh, that he had been working on, uh, which is Atabe Black. So it's just the Atabe with a darker, I shouldn't say just the Atabe, but it's an Atabe with a darker Ecuadorian wrapper. And uh, he said this would be perfect for an NFT. So uh, being the skilled artist that he is, he put one together, an NFT together. And um, we, we kind of strategized on how we could launch it because it was still an unknown. Um, and you know, still is to a lot of people. And um, when when we were deciding how to put it out, we didn't want to make it as you know a project we, where we were just going to make money. Mm-hmm. So we partnered up with uh, Cigar Rights of the World, and actually, we you know their their donation portion of their site is down right now. But um, I've talked to uh, Reinhardt, and we've uh, we've we've told them that we do have a donation for them. Hopefully, we can get it to them before the uh, end of the year. But uh, yeah, giving uh, donating a significant, uh, you know, nice, nice little amount to them. Uh, we did sell through the the singles, and uh, we did sell a box. So uh, those are just going to go up in value for the people that uh, that own that, you know, digital artwork. 
so basically an NFT, when you own that digital piece, the original owner of it will always get a portion of the money from, um, from the sale of that item. And then you can also track who owns it. Whereas uh, an art piece, um, you know, there's, there are fraudulent paintings, there are uh, paintings that are stolen and then resold. This, you have a track of the artwork from day one to the current owner. So it's, a, it's an interesting little, uh, little project. Yeah, it definitely was cool. My thing was I just got excited when I saw the Atabay Black, and I was like, wow, that just looks sick. And I like how the box was black, and I was just like, I hope that actually comes to fruition because I would, I would definitely buy that. It looks sick. Yeah. Then I, yeah, but then I looks, saw it, and it I was like, it's like, not real. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that, that's, when we launched it, there was, we had both sides, uh, you know, people that understood it, and then uh, I'd say the majority that just didn't understand it. Um, you know, we're saying that it doesn't make any sense. What's the cigar world come to if we're creating something that you can't even smoke? What's the point of having a cigar that you can't smoke? But, you know, again, it's something that, you know, we could possibly have in the in the future. And, you know, who's to say that the people that own a box of, well, an NFT of the Atabay Black don't have access or first access to the to the real Atabay Black when it comes out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that definitely would be a cool concept if, you know, that's the way it would play out. Um, definitely interesting, definitely innovative, something new, something, you know, progressive thinking, you know, kind of ahead and forward. Um, I don't think that the NFT thing has quite caught on, but I don't, I don't think that it, it won't. I think it will. I think it's just, it's still new. And I think that, you know, you guys, yeah, it hasn't caught on in the cigar, in the cigar market, right. Cigar world. Yes. But I think you guys kind of being the first ones in there. Um, I know that I heard, I've heard whisperings throughout the industry that there was other brands looking into it, trying it, maybe coming out with it. So I, not many, but I've heard others make those comments. So, um, it's interesting cause you know, maybe it will take off someday. Maybe it will become something. Um, and that would be really cool. Um, however, let's get to what we're smoking tonight. Um, Oliver, as our guest, let us know, what are you smoking over there? Well, I went with a cigar that we launched this year. We worked very closely with JRE Tobacco, Justo, and Julio Aroa. Uh, the Abuelo. The design we launched it this year. Yeah, and uh, I'm smoking the Abuelo. So 100% Corojo filler, binder, uh, Honduran, Habano wrapper. Um, it, it's just, I think they, they knocked it out of the out of the park we went through. It was, it, you know, what was beautiful about working with JRE is their, you know, the tobaccos uh, that they... Uh, that they have are just so so unique that when we were going over different samples and blends it was uh, it was almost too easy uh, because everything just kind of tasted right and there was a little tweak here a little tweak there but it was it was just it was just right and just sat on the palate well so we uh, we decided on the final blend and uh, we're very happy with uh, with the way the abuelo came out I thought it was great um, my favorite flavor note off of that was like cinnamon like a buttery cinnamon graham cracker pie crust it was phenomenal every single time i smoke that cigar i get that right in the middle it's so good it's so so good love that just so delicious i think that's a great cigar yeah there's this the the, to me and it's funny that you say that you know like the graham graham cracker because there's that like that baking i get the little nutmeg yeah back there's just this soft peppery that's not overpowering. It's not on the. It's not on the front, right in the back, and uh, and the retro hail uh, to me is, is fantastic too. Which is all around very very smooth and approachable uh, cigar. Absolutely, Nicole. What are you smoking? So I am smoking the Atabay Spiritus. Oh, um, it is so good. my favorite Lancero. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> it, it is. It's my favorite Lancero, like hands down. Um, thank you. Thank I you, just. You. It's amazing. Um, and, uh, our cigar of the night segment is brought to you by two guys, cigars.com. Ooh. Um, cause you missed it. <laughs> oh, I did. Um, Sorry. and with the Atabay Spiritus, um, a single stick will set you back $31 and the box, uh, sets you back, uh, seven seventy four. It is, um, it's quite it's the a treat. luxurious treat of a stick, it's but quite it the is treat. worth the box. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say, you know, I, I know sometimes you know people see these higher price point cigars and they go like, wow, that's just insane. 
you get what you pay for, though. I mean, when you, you spend the money to buy a box of Atabay, you buy a box of Byron, you're not just, like, paying for an overpriced cigar that was, you know, half-ass rolled with a band thrown on it. I mean, you're talking about some of the best tobaccos, some of the, the highest quality construction, the roll. I mean, the wrapper on Byron and Atabay, I mean, I don't... I, there's very, 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 very few cigars I've ever seen with such just a beautiful, smooth, perfect wrapper on the outside. I mean, with the exception of maybe, like, some of the higher-end Davidoffs, um, some of the really high-end Padron stuff, some, there was a couple of those, well, I, it just, yeah. just, 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 just really just solid quality, and it shows when you smoke it, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you touched on it with, with you know, the cigars that you, you named with Davidoff Padron. Um, when you're when you're selecting wrap relief, there are different grades, so that's going to come with a premium, and that's why you see some of these elevated prices with certain brands. Sometimes it's justified, sometimes, you know, to the to the end smoker, it's not, and it all it all depends where where your wallet lies. But when you look at, I'll just talk about Atabay and, and Byron. When you look at these, you know, these cigars, and you know, knock on wood, near flawless wrappers uh light veins uh very delicate but that that will come with a premium but that goes with anything um you can eat a salisbury steak off of a swanson tv dinner it's called a steak it's beef but is it that that quality do they take their time and you know how do they raise you know how do they raise a the cow is it just a regular cow and that could be just you know uh, uh, a cut of meat and then you have u.s prime you have you know, choice. So you have all these different grades. So that all plays a part in, yeah, the end cost to the to the consumer. But um, but if you see the value and you're able to sit down and really enjoy it, uh, to me, when I smoke an Atabay and Byron, I tend to smoke them a little bit a little bit slower because I, there there's so much going on that I'm really getting into the cigar. And with the amount of tobacco that's in there, they they have a tendency to burn a little bit slower. So mm-hmm. even even a short you know, uh, the Brujos or Robusto won't smoke like a regular Robusto. Yeah, and it's so interesting. You'll, you'll get your value. Yeah, and it's interesting because another big component to Atabay and Byron um, is the amount of aging that they go through, too, mm. and the specific method of which they age, too. And it really, you know, when you smoke the cigar, it has such a clean taste to it, and it's smooth, and it's balanced. And so it is, not only was it blended right, good tobaccos were used, it was rolled properly, but then it gets aged. And the tobaccos go through just such a long, specific aging process that really just, it, it takes all of that impurity out of it too. Uh, all the ammonia specifically too, that really will bring in that sourness or the bitterness. And it just cleans right out. So when you get that Atabay or that Byron, it is just... It's clean, man. That's the only way I can describe it. It is just clean, and it is smooth, and it's perfect. And you taste all the things that you want to taste, and very rarely do you taste anything you don't want to taste. Um, tell us a little bit yeah, and if, if, more about that that process. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was going to jump into it because it's very, very different. When I've, I've been smoking cigars now for, you know, embarrassingly enough, uh, over 30 years. Um and then I, w- I got into the business in 1998 in Las Vegas. And, you know, throughout those years, I was reading all the, you know, just gathering knowledge as, as much as I could. I was smoking. I was, you know, talking to people and just grabbing as much uh, information as I could. And, and the only thing that I ever knew aging of a cigar was, was really grabbing the cigar. If it was placed into a hu- uh, humidor with the proper humidity, proper temperature, after a certain amount of years, it would be that old. So you grab a box, you put it in a humidor, five years later, it's a five-year-old cigar, is what I always thought an aged cigar was. And that is true, because it is five years old. But with Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero, what Nelson does, he takes it a step further. He's the only one in the industry, um, and really anywhere, that I know uh, will take the time to do this process. And this is what makes Atabay, Byron, Bandolero so unique, is that his humidor, where he ages of cigars is lined with five different cedars first of all a cuban spanish mexican brazilian and lebanese then he'll shave those cedar planks down about once twice a year to give it a fresh layer he'll keep those shavings and he'll use them for uh, some of the packaging 
then those different cedars all play a slightly different role. But how do you really get those flavor notes into the cigar? Well, what Nelson does is he'll take the humidity inside of that humidor and he'll bring it down to 40%. And then he'll bring it back up gradually to 70%. So if you can imagine the cigar or anything, when you're removing any moisture, it's going to dry a little bit and it's going to shrink. So he's stressing the tobacco, but it's shrinking. And then as soon as you bring the humidity back up, the cigar starts to take on the life of its own. It starts to breathe in all those different cedars. So it starts to, you know, starts to expand and starts to breathe in all those cedar notes. So that process over the course of five years, minimum five years for Atabay, that's where it cleans out. It's what he calls a second fermentation process. It cleans out the cigar that's already been rolled. It's laying in the humidor, but it's that second fermentation process, that second cleansing of the cigar that makes it so clean. And that's what allows the, the, the blend to really uh, marry together. Yeah, it's, it really is a work of art. When you when you look at it, it's a work of art, and so much time has gone into it. And, and every every you know premium handmade cigar that we have is, you know, a lot goes into it. And and that's not to discredit any other cigar brand, but just it's the extra, the extra time care that goes into those brands, and and they and they speak for themselves. They really do. Um, the cigar I'm smoking is a Byron, um, and this one was made exclusively for a shop down in Orlando, Florida called Cigars on the Ave for their 25th anniversary. Um, we talked a little bit about this. I don't think that there's any more available, um, but this this probably is one of my favorites from from the Byron line. Um, tell me, uh, or tell our listeners just a little bit about the cigar. Uh, I know we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Um, yeah. But this is, from what I understand, this is very close to the Distinguidos line. Correct. Yeah, so that was uh, that was for Don Patel at Cigars on the Ave celebrating his 25th year in uh, Winter Park, Florida. And um, we, we put something together. And we've been working on the project for uh, a couple of years because, obviously, he knew the 25th was coming up. He wanted to do something special. Um he was a big fan of, of Nelson's work in the cigars and we had done some events. So he had built uh, a really nice client base for, for the line. So with the Byron line in particular with, uh, with Don's humidor, we decided to use the Byron Distinguidos, which is a line in the 21st century of the Byron uh, series. And in that series, the 21st century that uses a little bit of uh, Peruvian Lijero, then undisclosed uh, fillers, Dominican binder, and typically an Ecuadorian wrapper that is the same wrapper that's used on Adabe. But years prior, uh, Nelson and the factory had made a mistake with the wrapper used on the Distinguidos, and they had used a darker wrapper. So the Distinguidos had come out with a darker wrapper, but this vintage we had set aside for Don's project for his 25th anniversary. And it was just, it was an even darker wrapper. And the notes that come out on this uh, cigar, if, uh, if hopefully, you know, the, some of the listeners out there have a box or they have a cigar and they're sitting on it, now's the time to open it up uh, because it is just blueberry, sweet fruit notes and just a ton of depth, but nothing, there's just nothing overpowering. Again, that cleansing process, that aging process, that cigar was, is, is aged for a minimum of four years but then was aged an additional two years because while we were working on the project we set some of the distinguidos aside to be used in his uh uh in his limited release so it's a it's a very special cigar yeah i think it came out tremendous it's so sweet and so smooth and wow it's so rich i love the cigar i got i got half a box left uh and i'm gonna savor each one because uh, it was so good um but uh, I had we had a few questions already in the chat. I didn't want to miss these. I know, I know people are asking questions. Um, first question, uh, is United going to raise prices across the board or only select lines, if at all? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that uh, raise prices? Well, I think in, in general, uh, in life, everything uh, goes up. So eventually, yes, uh, there will be a price increase on certain uh, on certain product lines. We we well, look, we all know we went through some difficult times over the last couple of years, and prices um, in every industry have gone up. We've absorbed 
quite a bit and uh, we wanted to wait until after the holidays. So there's a, a small price increase that's, uh, that's going to happen for a few lines uh, in, at the beginning of January. So, uh, yeah, small, small increases, but uh, you know, unfortunately, it's the, it's the time that we're living in, and it was something that we had to, uh, had to pass along. Our second question is actually from Mr. Dan Thompson from the McAuliffe, from the McAuliffe team. Dan, thank you for being here with us tonight. Oh, Dan. Um, the difference between uh, pro- Nicole Petrie is probably a stupid question, but the difference between Atabe and Byron. There's no stupid. Questions, and there's no stupid so. questions, Dan. There's no stupid Everyone questions at all. Ask away, please. So, is there a difference between the two? Um, I th- I think that's how it was written, based on based on what I'm reading here. Yeah, or what or what the yeah is there a difference? Yeah. So there's um well. And, and Nicole can even touch on this a little bit because, uh, Nicole, you're smoking the Spiritus tonight. Yes. So the Spiritus in, in the past has been has been raided, and there was there was one panel that was smoking the Lancero, and it was it was a mixed panel, um, meaning how they how they rated it, how they felt about the cigar, and the final conclusion was, one one guy absolutely loved it, thought it was the best um, best Lancero that he had smoked, and he loved the Atabay. And then on the on the far, on the far end was it's just not it's not good I don't like it it's just not Atabay. Then the question was posed: Well, if it were a Lancero on the market today, without the Atabay name, you know how would you rate it? What would it be? He said, "Oh, it'd be the best Lancero on the market. I absolutely love it." So it gets punished a little bit because Atabay as a line is very unique, where the Lancero that Spiritus is very different from something with a larger ring gauge and i think that goes across you know many lines uh it's a different blend you're going to taste the wrapper much more on that spiritus that you will say the benditos which has a 58 ring gauge than um you know a, a, a brujos which is a you know i won't say a typical Russo, but a 52 ring gauge so they're all going to be very unique so adabay as a as a line is the same blend but that blend changes with different ring gauges mm-hmm. but they're all aged for a minimum of five years uh, undisclosed filler and Peruvian uh, Lijero is used in the in the filler. Undisclosed binder and Ecuadorian uh, shade, not Ecuadorian Connecticut, Ecuadorian shade uh, wrapper. So very unique on the Atabay line. A lot of smokers that want something a little fuller bodied and say that they don't care for Atabay, it's just not for their palate. Very smooth, they like it, but they want something with a little more body. I steer them more towards a thinner ring gauge, something like the, like the Spiritus. Because it does have a little more uh, pepperiness uh, and a little more body to it than some of the other Atabays. On the Byron line, Byron was actually a line created by Nelson's family in the 1800s. In 1850, they named the line after the British poet Lord Byron. It was a name in 1850 that lasted until the early 1900s. And at the time, in the 19, you know, 1800s, 1900s, there were thousands and thousands of uh, cigar manufacturers in Cuba. The larger companies started to eat up some of these smaller farmers and, and rollers, and a lot of those lines went away. And today, I think there are, you might be able to correct me on this, I think 28 to 30 Cuban lines that are on the market. So that's where it went down to. And during that time, that's when the Byron family, actually, or the, you know, the Alfonso family, lost the factory and the production. So Nelson working for, uh, you know, on the, on the Cuban side for the design work of the Cuban brands started to work closely with uh, with someone on the the book The World of Habanos, which was a history of Cuban tobacco. And was his family was just in tobacco for so long that he had this passion for it and kind of launched himself into the cigar business. And that's where he recreated the Byron line and developed the Atabay line. So with the Byron line, you have three different centuries based on. You know when, how long the family has has owned the the Byron name, uh, which is which is a name that is registered in, in Cuba as well. Um, but the Byron line has three different centuries: you have the 19th century, the 20th century, and 21st. So all different all different blends between the three centuries. But all three centuries are so unique within those blends. So in the 19th century, uh, that uses Nicaraguan, Peruvian, and undisclosed fillers, and Ecuadorian wrapper but when you look at the the four different sizes you have the petit poema which uses a darker 
heavier Ecuadorian wrappers. So you have a lot of upfront spice and that thinner, you know, smaller ring gauge, uh, smaller uh, Vitola is just gonna just gonna pack a lot of power. And then you go to the um, the Poema, which is the Robusto size, and that has three years of age on it. Um, a little bit softer, but still Nicaraguan, Peruvian. And then you go to the Apic Poem and the Grand Poem. Uh, the Apic Poema, darker wrapper. That that one, you get a lot of blueberry notes, and it's a little bit you know sweeter and softer. And then the Grand Poema, five years of age on that one. That one comes in a limited humidor once a year. Only 200 uh, humidors are made, so that's a very limited release. So that's a 19th century. And now that 19th century, with that Nicaraguan and Peruvian, that's going to give you a little more of that upfront pepper uh, spice. Then when you go to the 20th century, you have uh, also four vitolas there, but that uses that takes out the Nicaraguan and they use a little bit of Dominican and Peruvian, and then Nelson's blend on the filler again Ecuadorian wrapper, but again those four different lines they they age them differently as well, so longer periods of time. The Londines, Habanero, um, you have five years of age on them. Uh, when you look at the Mesolonges, which is the, the largest uh, ring gauge, 58 in that 20th century, and uh, 7 inches, that uses 3 years of age. And then the Venecianos is the Torpedo in the 20th century that has 4 years of age. So the age is a little bit different. You can see some variation in the wrappers, very different. Um, so the 20th century softens it a little bit because it doesn't have that Nicaraguan. And then when you go to the 21st century, that's that's Nelson's blend. That was his... You know what he thought Byron would be today, because that was just a profile that he liked, and that's a little bit more subtle, uh, a little more Atabay esque, because it does use the Atabay wrapper as I mentioned before, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, Peruvian, and then a Dominican binder, and that's the one that's that's going to be for the Atabay smoker that wants to start going into the Byron line. That's always where I, I direct them towards. That's going to be the softer one, and then you're smoking the. Uh, the Disinguidos, which was the mistake of the factory, but it was a it was a beautiful mistake, uh, kind of like my first born. Uh, <laughs> beautiful mistake, but uh, but but uh, but we're happy to have it in the in the portfolio. But that one has a darker wrapper. So in the twentieth twenty first century, when you look at the the four vitolas, you have three that have that light Atabay wrapper, but then that Disinguidos has the dark wrapper. Yeah, and it's it's so fantastic. So it's a little bit for for everybody. You really, I think Byron Byron's the one line where you almost have to smoke all of them to figure out which which one you you really lean towards yeah it's a very um diverse selection and there's a lot of different options there um and i did want to say because in the um the comment section we're getting a lot of feedback saying it's hard to find atabay and united products in general in some parts of the country so what i would say to say to you is um ask your local brick and mortar, bring it up to them, tell them you want them to carry United and Atabay. Um, and then they'll call Oliver. And then they'll call Oliver. <laughs> um, but if not, but it, if you still can't find it, um, to those of uh, those of you who are listening, um, check out twoguyscigars.com because they do carry the full United line. And so that is the number two to guyscigars.com. So. Um, but Gracie Rodriguez did ask a question. Atabays are so hard to find. Why is it undisclosed wrapper and filler tobacco leaves have to go through so many steps that's what that that's what puts different cigars apart right click that and put that up there yeah yeah so 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 yeah i mean a couple things atabe and byron um and and united lines are very hard to find that's uh that's 100 true i would love for it to be easier for everybody to find um i started with the company in 2016 um, you know, it was very small. There was no distribution, uh, really very, very small distribution prior to, uh, prior to the time that I started. So really I was, I was traveling the country, visiting accounts, and it was an unknown for these retailers. So it's hard to one, um, you know, build that relationship on both sides for them to build it with me, for me to build it with them, um, you know, to trust somebody walking in and introducing lines that they'd never heard of. So. You know, it, it took a little bit of time, but now you know, growing and it's, uh, you know, it's it's we've definitely seen uh, major growth uh, this last year. We are now at, um, I think we have six. Uh, we just added Adrian Acosta to handle uh, a portion of the East Coast. Um, so he's uh, he just jumped on board. We have six uh, total brokers now that are handling country. So we are expanding. Adam and Byron is just a very limited uh, production. 
So it's not for every shop. Um, it's not for uh, you, you know everyone to to have. Unfortunately, I'd love to share it with the with the world, but it's one of those things where we just have to limit the amount that goes out because there are people like you know say Don Patel uh, at the at Cigars on the App who has been supporting the line for so long. So we want to make sure he has the line. We, I try to stay away from backorders as much as possible, and backorders happen where we can't provide the cigar for the retailer. But I don't want the backorders to be the cause of us opening up too many counts too too quickly so we're trying to balance that so that the you know again because it, it is such a, a luxury item and it does have that high you know uh, price tag that i want to make sure that the retailers that do support us get that product on a regular basis and the united lines uh you know that's an everyday uh everyday price point uh, we have everything from a dollar fifty up to uh, up to fifteen dollars, so that's just a matter of uh, you know spreading the spreading the good world word and uh, having everybody live united. Um, so we're gonna go. We have a couple more questions here, and then we'll shoot off into our next into our news segment. Yeah, so. we, we're gonna kind of change it away from Out of Bay and Byron as much as we'd love to talk about them. We all night. We have other <laughs> things that we we want to get to too. But our, <laughs> our, so our our last um, our last question is gonna be from Cy Sweeney. Uh, are they available in Europe? And oh yes, well, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. And we have one more. From oh, I didn't him as see well. that one. I'm sorry. So there's that one, and then I'll read the other one after. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, currently we're not in in Europe with Adam Bay and Byron. Again, the limited um, production, and um, and on Nelson's wishes for for current day, uh, we're just not able to to ship to to Europe on Adam Bay and Byron. We've had some some requests, and um, you know we we've been trying to work things out, but as of right now, we're we're not able to do that. Okay. And our and the uh, the other question was, and this will be our last question on Adaban Byron. What is the main reason for so many different cedars being used in the aging process? So that's a that's a great question. Um, so Spanish cedar, as as we know, is is used is widely used more more available, uh, and that has a very pungent smell. And that's to repel the the tobacco beetles. When you look at like uh, you know the Cuban cedar that's used, that's really for Nelson's family. Uh, as well as the Lebanese. Lebanese isn't uh, is a very the the cedar tree uh, is is protected. So Nelson has actually taken small pieces from furniture uh, just to put it in there. His mother was uh, Lebanese, so it's to, to pay homage to his mother. Um, and then the Mexican and Brazilian, they just also you know they they help with the, with the aromas. Uh, so using those different cedars, it just adds a little. You know, a, a different layer of complexity to the cigars, and, and again, that process of aging the cigars in that room and bringing the humidity down to forty percent and back up to seventy just brings in all those those different cedar notes. Absolutely, um, we're going to go to our news segment now. Next, um, our news segment is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, you can sign up to be an official ambassador, where you'll get your official ambassador coin, your ambassador number. And while you're at it, pick up a McAuliffe Tasting Passport for a chance to win some awesome prizes. Um, this week, our news is a little bit more internal and specific. Um, if you haven't heard, today was the day that we announced our Cigar of the Year for 2021. The Top 10 Countdown has ended officially. And congratulations officially to Drew Estate as our number one Cigar of the Year is the Undercrown 10 Toro. Um just want to give a huge shout out to those guys you know they did a great job with that cigar um became an instant hit for us it was one of our favorite cigars all year um you know we were one of the first people to, to smoke it when it was unbanded part of the freestyle live uh, we had joe grow from jewish state on the show we smoked them with him um just right before i think they went out um so that was really cool trying to figure out what it was going to be <laughs> i kept thinking it was going to be some kind of liga but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, like, I just can't think of what else it would be. And then, um, then I'm like, maybe it's a new line. And I, and then it was later revealed to be, you know, the 10th anniversary celebration of Undercrown. Um, so really excited about that. Congrats to them. Um, you know, congrats to everyone that was made, that made the list too. There was a lot of great cigars out there this year. It's not easy to do a list like this. Um, there's so many great cigars. You wish you could give them all number one. Um, so it's really hard, you know, and it, and it took, you know, everyone over here internally, you know, smoking stuff, kind of voting on stuff together. And 
putting that final list together was was definitely was definitely difficult, but um, just just really just really proud for everyone who was on the list. A lot of great brands, um, a lot of great people. Rocky Patel uh, had the sixty that made the list. All Saints Cigars, St. Francis yep. Robusto was on the list. Um, Nick Perdomo's new tenth uh, anniversary Maduro Epicure was on the list. Yep. That was a great cigar. Uh, Placencia's Alma Fuerte Colorado. Um, that made the list. That was a fantastic cigar. Placencia has been putting out some awesome stuff. The McAuliffe A. The McAuliffe made A the made the list. We had Monte um, Cristo on there. The Monte Cristo, um, the, the 1935 anniversary, um, Churchill. Yeah, it was the Churchill. Uh, that made the list. That was a fantastic cigar. Um, HVC hotcake. Oh, HVC yep. hotcake. I mean, that cigar really blew me away. I mean, that, that one really, the Grand Canyon. Uh, that one really surprised me. That was just so good. It was so a great delicious. year. There was a lot of yeah, yeah. There was a, a lot, lot of, of good, good contenders this year. Uh, we had a top twenty-five list that went out beforehand. Um, I'm not going to get into that list, but there was a l- even more. There was a lot of great people. United made that list too. The Abuelo actually yep. was was on our top twenty-five list this year. Um, so just wanted to to bring that up. That is our news for for this week. Is um, Underground Ten does get our official cigar of the year. Uh, and once again, congratulations to Drew Estate. We're very, very excited for them. Um, moving on to other business. Well, we have Oliver here with us. Um, so getting away from Adam and Byron, as much as we love them and we could talk about them all night, um, there's so much more that makes up United than just Adam and Byron. Um, kind of going right down the line, keeping it within selected tobacco. Um, there's the Bandolero line, and now you in, you guys introduced a new Bandolero to the market this year, um, as well as I believe you guys also redid all the packaging for all of the Bandolero um, collection this year. Tell me a little bit more about the the new line from Bandolero. Yeah, so the the line extension on Bandolero was the uh, it's called the Adventureros line, uh, and that one is just uses a slightly darker Ecuadorian wrapper. Smaller ring gauges. Uh, you have everything from uh, 42 uh, up to uh, 54 is the is the largest, and that's a that's a short one. The Abbas is a four and a half by 54. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic cigar. But um, that, you know, in that in that Byron Aventureros line, we use a little bit of Peruvian. Uh, Nelson uses a little bit of Peruvian seco. Uh, it just kind of softens it, but I think that the the wrapper just really elevates the the whole cigar as well. And and that that's just the that is just added to the two other blends of Bandolero. Um, Bandolero has really done well for us this year. Um, yeah, it was kind of that hidden hidden gem in the selected tobacco portfolio, which is in you know our portfolio, because I think you know to come out from the shadows of Adobe and Byron um, is difficult, uh, not only for for the United products, but also for Bandolero, a cigar that's made by by Nelson. Um, but you have three different blends there that are all very, very unique. Uh, the clandestino line, and one thing that we did this year, you know, getting away from the old packaging, it was in, it was in jars. So uh, if you can see the, the secondary band, I don't know if I'm coming up, my, my screen's frozen. But the secondary band just uh, really changed the, the game a little bit for Bandolero coming out of the jars and going into a box. Uh, changed it, taking away the cellophane. Uh, because uh, for me, you know, in discussions that I had with Nelson, the the wrapper on Bandolero I thought was absolutely beautiful. It had this rich, uh, you know, mahogany, uh, you know, auburn look to it that uh, I really wanted him to to showcase. So they went to the boxes. They had the secondary band because again, similar to Byron, when you say, oh, you know, if 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 you smoke it and it really wasn't for your palate, you're like, oh, I really don't like. The Byron, or I don't like Bandolero. Well, which one did you smoke? Because they're they're different blends. So Bandolero in the past only had one band on it, and it could get confusing between the two blends. And then it could get confusing on top of that when you had something like in the clandestino line, you had the Colosalis, which is a 54 ring gauge that had the number 54 on the band. Well, if you go to the Traficantes line, which uses a little bit of Nicaraguan, then that one, the Picaros, is a 54 ring gauge. So on the band, that had a 54. So when you had them side by side, the clandestino uh, or the Colosalis was a little bit longer, but the bands were identical. So it was hard to distinguish the two. So the secondary band, uh, the the repackaging going into a box from the jar, uh, I think really helped the line. 
uh, quite a bit, and then adding this uh, this third uh, line extension uh, was a big uh, was a big hit. Yeah, I mean, and it seems to me. I was just telling you before the show, we actually haven't had uh, the new line extension yet, um, but it, it's at the top of our list too. We've been wanting to to try that for a while. I've heard nothing but great things. You know, every time I've been in the shop um or any of the shops around here that, that carry it um you know they it's always being you know highly regarded as oh this is awesome like, they did a great job with this so uh you know bandolero being kind of like the i i hate to put it this way but it it's kind of like the step down from like out of and byron it's still within the selected mm-hmm. tobacco but it's you know it's a it's a it's a um a little bit more it's a lower price point so it's a little bit more attractive to maybe more people who who just really can't afford to, to spend a little bit more, uh, but it's still it's still a great cigar, um, and it still has a lot of the similar qualities to the other ones, um, even you know for what it is. So it's definitely still a brand yeah, Band- to check out. Yeah, Bandolero is much more approachable in, in pricing. Uh, it's around the thirteen to seventeen dollar range, depending on on the Vitola. But when you look at Byron, yes, it's a if you're talking about luxury and price point, you look at the cigars. Uh, it's it's a step down, but quality tobacco still five to seven years of age on the tobacco before it's rolled, and the aging process on Bandolero is still two years of that aging process that Nelson uses. So for that that price point, it's a phenomenal phenomenal cigar. Absolutely, it's a great value um, for for what it is. Um, you know exactly that. Um, getting outside of selected tobacco altogether, um, and some of the other things that you guys have done. Um, this year, uh, you're smoking the, the the abuelo right now, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, was actually revamped because there was an abuelo before. If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, originally, uh, yeah, abuelo. I think may have been early 2000s when it originally came out, um, and then yeah, it was it was re- revamped. Um, you know, t- we switched switched factories, and that's where we went with JRE. Uh, we have a good relationship with uh, with Lusto, and they put together a fantastic blend. And uh, you know, the packaging was uh, just something that uh, that I worked on uh, with uh, with uh, a printer down in the Dominican, and um, we put the put everything together. And it, it just it, it, it we were very pleased with the way it came out. Uh, not only the blend, but the the look on it as well. And how many sizes are available in that? <laughs> uh, there are four four sizes on the abuelo. So abuelo means grandfather. Then we have the nieto, the nieta, granddaughter, grandson, uh, the padre, and uh, the grandpadre. Very nice, very nice theme. Um, I know that that was also unveiled um, on the Cigar Authority when uh, Dave Garofalo announced that he was going to become a grandfather, um, which I thought was really cool. I remember that episode; that was really fun, mm-hmm. um, showing yeah. like the new the new yeah. designs and stuff. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was working, uh, or I was I, I was just smoking. I just switched over to the the bandolero, but mm-hmm. I was smoking the the Grand Padre, which is a six and a half by sixty. Uh, I don't typically lean towards the those larger ring gauges, but um, but there's just something about the the Grand Abuelo that um, that I just I, I love, I absolutely love. I I love a good six by sixty. I I'm a bigger cigar, Vitola smoker myself. Nicole tends to be a little on the smaller side. Um, yeah, but like those six, those six by sixties are are awesome. Um, the the other thing that you guys did this year was kind of did a, a rework of the Garofalo line with the Perdomo f- uh, factory. Um, now, did you guys change the blends on any of those cigars, or was it more of a packaging um, rework? Yeah, so so the on the Garofalo line, we actually. That was a blend that was created for for Dave by by Nick uh, about twelve years ago now, 10, 11, 12 years ago, uh, and that was the family legacy line, uh, Nicaraguan blend, uh, you know, Perdom Nick's uh, Nick's blend, and then to celebrate the ten year anniversary, that's where we started working on another blend with uh, with Nick, and this is the La Familia line, so it's a little more robust, a little a little bolder. Um, using uh, more aged tobaccos, and uh, still, still the Nicaraguan fillers uh, and binder, and, and then Nicaraguan wrapper on the Sundaron and Maduro, and then on the Connecticut, that's an Ecuadorian Connecticut. So similar uh, 
breakdown in in blends, but a much more robust uh, series in the La Familia line. So there are two different blends that are still available and still on the market. And the, yeah, the Garofalo uh, La Familia line was just uh, just released this month and uh, starting to ship out to retailers uh, beginning of next year. And Actually, uh, it's, it's already started shipping, but we haven't uh, made the full announcement yet. Ah, okay. Now the other and another thing you guys worked on as well, which I thought was really innovative and kind of cool. I think I think you guys have done it before. If if I remember correct, I could be wrong. Um, or maybe it wasn't United, but I remember seeing it before. Um, you guys came out with the 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 chocolate bar, um, that you also yeah. did with uh with Husto Iroa. Um, now that cigar, now that was an Aladino inside, but it was a little different. It was correct. a it was a box pressed. Was it a Corojo Reserve? I can't remember. So that was uh, that was the the Aladino line. It's one hundred percent Corojo uh, cigar. But that that cigar bar uh, was was an interesting project. So when I I started with uh, United in two thousand and sixteen, uh, I just had files to to go through on things that had been uh, that they had worked on and, and done in the past. The cigar bar was one that you know just always caught my eye. It was tabled. Uh, back in 2010 because the packaging uh, was for the cigar. It was a cigar bar uh, made to look like a chocolate bar. And the resemblance was very close to Hershey. Oh. And we got a cease and desist or they got a cease and desist at the time uh, from, uh, from Hershey. And that's just not a company that you go up against. And um, so that was, that was tabled. But uh, you know, like I said, when I started, that was a project that I wanted to, to work on. So, when the cigar bar first came out, it was a blend just for cigar bar. But uh, we thought it would be interesting to kind of kind of play off of what we had done with and what we what we do with the firecracker, and that's to work with different manufacturers to come up with something unique that really helps the the retailer and and keeps the the, the customer engaged. So we plan on uh, having the cigar bar as a yearly release right around the right around the fall. Um, you know, late uh, late September, October, and the the whole idea behind it is to take a cigar that's on the market, uh, but in the round, and we're going to have the manufacturer box press it so that it fits into a cigar bar. So this year was the Aladino, uh, which is a round cigar, but we box pressed it and then put it into the cigar bar. So it 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 makes it limited, makes it unique, uh, you know, collectible, uh, smokable. Because the, the piece that is exciting is that you can take the Aladino, or if you're a fan of the Aladino, you smoke that cigar first, or you smoke it side by side with a box press to see the difference between a box press and a, and a round cigar. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It was a really interesting concept, and uh, you know, it, it was really popular. I saw a lot of people posting about it, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to see kind of where it goes next year. Uh, I think that'll be really fun. Um, one of the one of the last things very I want, very exciting for next year. I one of the one of the last things I wanted to bring up in terms of new stuff was uh, we actually have Ed Sullivan here with us tonight watching. So hello, Ed Sullivan. We love you very much. Oh. Ed Sullivan, Mr. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> he, he is a legend. He is the uh, he's a legend. He is the uh, is the founder of the Antisocial Social uh, Club. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he has a shirt to prove it. Um, he says the Lagiana Angelic surprised me. I didn't expect to like it, but I smoke quite a few of them. Yeah, that was another one that was really cool that came out. Now that was um, for those who don't know who might have seen it, the Lagiana, um, but with a um, with a with a halo added around towards the the cap of the cigar um, to increase sweetness, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yeah, and what, so to, to touch on Ed Sullivan really quickly, for him <laughs> to say that uh, people need to understand, like Ed Sullivan is not uh, a sweet smoker, flavored smoker, light-bodied smoker. He is, um, if I remember, he smokes he smokes a lot of Roma Craft. Um, he, I think he's an Aladino guy as well, but he likes that more robust, fuller-bodied cigar. So for him to say that he enjoyed the Angelic, um, that, that's that's great to hear. Because the Angelic is a, another line extension that we launched this year of the La Giana line that's made at the Camacho factory by Davidoff. So it's a Honduran blend. 
the natural uses Ecuadorian Connecticut, the Maduro uses a, a Honduran Maduro. And the, the Angelic line, they actually use, they put two caps on it. So they use a full cap of Maduro, and then they put another cap of natural. And then they add a little sweetness to the tip. So it's a Honduran blend, very smooth, buttery. But when you add that little sweetness to it, it just kind of, it changes a little bit where it's not, it's not overly powering, overpowering. It's not overly sweet. Uh, it's just a nice little hint of sweetness. So it just, it, it almost cleans the, the palate or it's something nice in the, in, in the morning um, to start out if you don't want anything, you know, robust right away. Uh, it's a great, uh, great, a great addition to the line. And we, when we made that packaging, uh, that was about two years ago where we changed up the La Giana packaging to more drawer uh, slide boxes. But in the Maduro, uh, or if we go with the natural, the natural is a red box. The Maduro came out as a blue box. So the angelic, it only seemed fitting to come out with that white cream box. So for a retailer, it's very eye, you know, eye-catching for customers. For retailers, displays great on the shelf because you can actually capture that united theme where you have the red, white, and blue boxes across mm -hmm. the board. Yeah, it, it very beautiful packaging and box design. And when you see it on a store shelf, it is very so bright, vibrant and colorful, and it, it stands right out. Um, to, yeah, really awesome cigar. I, I did have that cigar, uh, really sweet. I really liked it. Uh, did you have that one? I did not, not yet. I thought you did, but I could have been wrong. So uh, we'll have to get you one of those two because that one was awesome. Um, I won't say no. I, I know, I know. I've never steered you wrong. And you can never go wrong with United. Um, we're going to hit our top three segment now. Uh, this one uh, we tailored specifically for you tonight. Um, getting Taking a break from cigar cigar talk, we'll get into one of your other passions. Um, anyone, who, anyone who knows you as well as I do will know um, how big of a deal this is for you. I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, but our top three, our top three segment is brought to you by none other than Room 101 Brands. Room 101 is more than just a brand. It's a lifestyle. Cigars, gin, jewelry, apparel, whatever you fancy. Buy it all. Try it all. <sighs> Room 101. Mm. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> Johnny Tobacconaut. I have my hat on tonight. Um, so for those who don't know, Oliver is somewhat of a um, connoisseur or an aficionado other than cigars uh, when it comes to tacos. Um, he is known as being a big fan of tacos. Um, from what I also understand, though, for you, tacos are you enjoy more of a, a street taco or a, or, a, or a taco truck taco versus a like a traditional like Mexican restaurant. Um, you, mo you more you enjoy more of a, a street taco. So I don't, and, and, and you travel a lot and, you know, I, I see and follow you along on social media and you frequently post about different stuff that you try. Out of all of your travels, what are your top three favorite tacos that you've discovered on the road? Uh, top top three favorite like styles of taco or top three favorite taco trucks maybe like the trucks like the ones yeah. you find you're like damn these guys do a good job the trucks yeah, yeah. so one one that is it just blows my mind away is avenue 26 in los angeles and Ooh. again it's a it's a taco truck so the difference for me the taco truck just seems there's more not that not that there's not passion in the restaurant business there has to be that's a very difficult business but the taco trucks like you're working in this closed environment, um, you really have to you have to do. There's so much prep work, uh, you know, it, and they have commissaries where they can work, and then they bring the trucks out. But it's just very, very unique. And for me, Avenue 26, they have have grown that business to go outside of the truck. So they have the truck parked, but then they have an entire kitchen line, and this is in the back. It's like a back alley of an industrial park and <laughs> you can't see it from the highway. You can't see it from the street. And it's almost like if you know about it, then you know about it. And people line up. They have, they even have dollar tacos, but they have, I mean, they have every meat that you would possibly think of and, and probably a lot of meats that, uh, that people have never tried before. But there's just so much, so much flavor. So Avenue 26 in LA, um, I'd have to say El Gato is just a, a fan favorite. Um, in uh, in Houston, Texas, 
right outside the Stogies uh, is a great, great spot. Uh, they have this one, it's called the Machete. So they don't open up until four and then they're open late, but it's, it's almost like a, it looks like they call it a machete because it's shaped like a machete blade. And it's almost like a, <laughs> it's almost like a quesadilla with meat and all this. I mean, just so much greasy goodness. Um, and then I have to say there's a, look, there's a birria, uh, taco spot in, in New York. Um, that is, that's absolutely phenomenal. And that was one that I I've cooked a couple times because I wanted to try to, you know, recreate it. And it's just a slow process of, you know, braising. Uh, usually they use goat, but you know, beef can be used. Braising the meat, and it's in this, um, you know, in this liquid that you're uh, boiling just over, over, over time. And when you let that, you take the meat out, you let the 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 juice and the the, the soup portion, the liquid portion, cool down. And when it cools down, the layer of fat comes up. But that fat, because of all the spices that you use, is a, this reddish hue. So you take that off. And then you use that to fry the taco shell. And it's a, it's a corn tortilla, soft corn tortilla. But when you place it on the griddle top, it will kind of crisp up with that, um, with that oil and that fat that is mm. at the top. And when you, when you fry that up, you put a little bit of cheese in there. So it's, it's a little different from like your typical street taco. But when you then fry it up, you, you, you put some cheese in there, it melts in there, and when it gets crisp, you need that consistency because then they give you the, the sopa, the, the little soup, with the, the meat inside, little liquid, you dip it in there, and then that's just that just warms the warms the body. Oh my god. Oh, I want a taco now. I know, it sounds okay. it sounds <laughs> so good. It's oh. it's just, it's such a simple look, you're saving the environment when you when you eat tacos because you're not using the plastic forks, the knives, everything else. You just eat it. It's a you know usually it's just tin foil. Um, you have the tacos inside. You put some seasoning on it if you if you need any. I mean usually they, they you know they'll load it up with a sauce. You squeeze some lime on there and, and you're good to go. Have you ever had? Um, there's a food truck that we found here in Boston that we really. Oh, liked. I was just gonna bring that up. Um, it's actually an empanada truck. Yes. And it's called uh, Papa Grande. You're gonna have Papa to. Grande. You're gonna have to write that one down. Yeah, you you gotta check that out. They're frequently in the seaport. They go around. They have a schedule. They will post their schedule. They're they're in the seaport. I think they're down. I think they're down by Faneuil Hall some days. Uh, I think there's one day they go to Charlestown. Uh, But yeah, you can go to their website and they'll they'll post where they're gonna be that week. And it does change. They do move around. Uh, But you can you you'll be able to find where they are. Um, But yeah, man, they make some nice fresh empanadas. Oh. Man, so good, and I think they do. Uh, I'll definitely check them out. I think they do churros too, like Frank's fresh churros. They like drizzle the oh. drizzle <laughs> chocolate over them too with the with the sugar. Oh, yeah, you got to check that out. This you isn't helping. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got to you got to go find that one. Uh, but you're also you're no stranger to the kitchen. Um, I know you know your way around the kitchen. I know you know food, um, and you are the reigning meatball champion at the yes, meatball. Sir. The meatball, com- the meatball competition that's held at Two Guys Smoke Shop every January. Um, two back-to-back two-time champion Steve Saka of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust uh, lost to Oliver this year. Um, you and you're you're winning, and I know it was, I know it was kind of like controversial. Yeah, because it was a stuffed meatball, and I think that's BS. Meatball's a meatball. I mean, yeah. if you know what I mean, like I was with you. I'm like. Well, this is good. By, by definition, <laughs> by definition, what's a meatball? It's a ball of meat. It's a ball of meat. <laughs> so where, where were the rules that it never got the authentic Italian meatball? So there, I, if if somebody had, you know, some some gripe about it not being an authentic <laughs> meatball, I said, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, it wasn't, but this I'm was like a that was my gripe challenge. with your meatball, but that's fine. <laughs> that was that was your gripe. I remember I remember coming to the table and we hadn't announced the winner and hadn't talked about anything. And you're like, Yeah, I really like this one, but you know, they, they stopped it so it's not really authentic. I was like, Oh, oh wow, you know, but but you would you like about it? And um you know, there were and there were a couple of people. There were some diehard East Boston guys that were like, Nah, it's just not authentic. This was the, the best one, but uh, you know, I, I just can't vote for it, it's not authentic and, you know, afterwards, I was like, yeah, but it's not, it's not what this is. It's not authentic, but I still crushed it. 
You did. I was really <laughs> underwhelmed by Steve's because, I mean, he had won two years in a row, and his beatball was very, I don't know. And I was almost, I, there's a conspiracy theory out there that he threw, um, it. He threw the competition. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but there there is a there's a rumor out there that Saka threw that competition because he didn't want the he didn't want to win the th- he didn't want a three peat he didn't want to be involved in it he had to get out but I was like all right well I mean when you when you want to go out on top I know it's it uh, that's that's the buzz I was underwhelmed and I didn't start that rumor uh, yeah. but I was it's going around but nevertheless you did a great job um, I, yeah I think there's a lot there's a lot of time and effort and sampling that goes on uh you know the week two weeks before uh i that was my third that was my third batch uh that i had tried and um so i know look i know steve and and the rest of the you know contestants put a lot of work into it so i don't think he threw it i know uh i know he he wasn't happy about it but he was happy that he didn't have to do it again yeah (laughs) are you so are you defending your title this year as well will you be back for 2022 I will be back, and uh, I have to get back into the to the kitchen because that is going to happen uh, sooner than later. I think yeah. it's June or January nineteenth. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks away. Is the date? Is the official date? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah before you know it, and and it's right before TPE. So there's a lot. We have, we have so much that we did, and I can't even say because it was COVID and there was some downtime because there was really no downtime. Uh, you know, a couple trips to the to the D- Dominican. Uh, to work on on some projects, uh, a lot of projects that we were you know put together, um, you know we're we're you know we're about to announce it um, you know next uh, next week or two, but we we're picking up another distribution uh, with a with a European company, so there's there's just a lot going on with United. Um, you know we've been we've been working hard, and you know you have TP coming up. Uh, we have the projects, uh, a lot of things coming up that uh, that you'll see this this coming month. Uh, with the announcements, and um, yeah, I got I got to find the time for that meatball challenge because I am, I'm just competitive. I'm not a meatball cooker. I'm not I, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I don't even cook a lot of Italian foods, but it was just something that I I wanted to to when I wanted to win. So I absolutely want to win again this year. Uh, if I'm going to put that kind of time in, I want to take that trophy home. If I lose, I'm going to be upset. But I'm definitely not throwing it. Not a chance. Not a chance of my throwing it. Dude, you're in it to win it. I know you are. Oh man, it's so exciting. Um, I forget what I was going to bring up. Oh yeah, so actually, you touched on TP. You touched on TP. So United and yourself, you'll be at TPE this year. Correct. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at TPE this year. We we did it last year. Um, you know, PCA was one that uh, we we haven't done in two years, and we are we're back in. Uh, for 2022, uh, we have uh, a larger. Uh, we've committed to a larger space than we have in any years in the past. Um, but you know, last year, last year was a difficult choice. Obviously, 2019, um, we we had, um, you know, we we weren't there. Uh, was it 19? What year? Are we 21. So it was 20. 2020. Um, right. There was no show. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So 2021, and yeah, we we backed out, and then we talked about you know maybe going back in because there were some you know decisions that were were being made uh, in the in the industry and in with PCA that we just um, we weren't in favor of. Um, but uh, for 2021, we were we were thinking of doing it, but we didn't want to just throw something together because when 2020 was canceled. Um, Nelson had gone back and done some booth changes and, and redesign. So we were working on that. We thought we had had time and, and uh, we didn't want to throw something together. So we didn't participate in the show last year, but, uh, but this year we'll, we'll be at the show. And we'll be, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a nice presence there. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just being back. Yeah. It'll be really exciting. You know, we'll be at TPE and PCA. So um, it'll be really awesome to, to see the new booth at PCA and, and to catch up with you and, um, Let's see what you got going on. Is there anything that you might be able to tell us or tease a little bit more in depth that we might see at those trade shows? So, I think at the well, at the, tra- at the trade show, we'll have the uh, we have there are two new lines um, 
really three lines that we are picking up distribution for for that European company. So that'll be new at the show. Um, you know, by then, uh, we should have the announcement of the 2022 Firecracker, which I am I'm over the top on. Um, very excited for and And, you know, again, when we talk about, like, projects that you're working on and, um, you know, you've been busy, what's going on, you know, what can you do? Well, the firecracker, that limited release that uh, that we come out with, that's already booked out for a couple of years. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to say we've been doing this for, you know, this one, this one in particular, been do, working on for about three plus years. And I'm very excited to have that. That will be at the show. Um, uh, what's before that? I mean, we, we already have the cigar bar lined up for for the fall. Uh, we have we have two. We're working with two um, wonderful, fantastic, uh, well-respected retailers in the in the industry uh, for their 25th anniversary humidor launch. Uh, and these are designed by Nelson once again, and they are absolutely phenomenal. And uh, in one of them, there will be a, a, a new release that is not on the market. It will be uh, in that humidor before any shop in the U.S. Wow. Love it. Lots of new in 2022 from United. Yeah, I mean, you guys had excited. a great 2021. 2022 sounds like it's going to be even bigger. Uh, really excited. Um, I, I I can't wait. I mean, it's it's just it's been a blast to, to watch and and see you guys, you know, continue to grow and, and, and get stuff out there and work on projects. And sounds like you get, you still got your hands full. So we're really excited to see how that unfolds. Um, Nicole, there is a giveaway once again. Super quick. So um, this is week three of our four-week giveaway <laughs> process. So um, lots of things. Um, this week is the box of LFD. The um, I should have grabbed it. I didn't grab it. <laughs> the Scoro Especialis. Especially, yeah. So um, this week, our winner is... Um, the Double Ahero Escuro Natural. Perfect. Yes. Um, but our winner is Bruce Santos. So if you're watching, Bruce, um, congratulations. Um, and if not, I will be contacting you to get your address to send you this prize. Um, so next week, uh, we're going to have Abe DeBabna on the show. Um, he's our guest and we'll be doing our last giveaway of this series, um, which is, uh, it's a bundle from our private humidor of over 40 cigars. So there are some great cigars in that bundle. Um, and we're excited for someone to get it. Absolutely. Um, you know, we had, we hadn't done giveaways in a while. We figured we'd kind of share in the, in the, the Christmas spirit of, uh, (laughs) you know, the holiday spirit of, you know, giving some stuff away. So. Uh, we put that together. We're really excited about that. Congratulations to everyone who's won so far, but you yep. do have one more chance, I said, that, as Nicole said, yep. you know, for next week. Um, and there's still time, so all you have to do is go and um, share our post or tag three friends in it, um, mm-hmm. as well as sign up for our mailing list on smokingtobacco.com. That's all you have to do. Um, and, yeah, you can still win. And that's a great – the last one is the biggest one, so – Absolutely. <laughs> Go and enter for that one. Absolutely. Yeah, head over to smokingtobacco.com, sign up for the newsletter. If you hit our social media, Facebook, Instagram, you can see our posts on there. You can tag some friends and like and share all that, and uh, that'll get you entered as well. So don't forget to check that out. Um, Oliver, you know, it's it's always a blast um, to have you on the show and to, and to meet up with you and talk with you. Um, you know, we're, we're running out of time. There's so much more we can get into. We, di- we really didn't even dive too <laughs> deep into, like, the firecracker stuff. I wanted to, but... Um, we, we're, we're running out of time. I'm trying to cram everything there in here. There will always be a next time. Yeah, there always yeah. is a next time. So. There always is a next time. Um, so I think we're going to leave you with that. Um, guys, Oliver, stay with us too. Um, but guys, thank you for watching. Thanks for being here with us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. Mer- very Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, we hope you have a nice, Merry safe, Christmas. and a happy holiday with you and your loved ones. Yep. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Head over to SmokingTobacco.com for more information, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Take care. <laughs>